JC Hurtado Prater. Welcome to JC Talks, a podcast about life and leadership. I'm an organizational consultant and professor of business and leadership. My entire purpose is to help you, your team, and your organization be more impactful, more effective, and more profitable. When the leader gets it right, everybody wins. This podcast is my opportunity to share with you great interviews, great books, great articles, and the important lessons I am learning on the journey. My only hope is that the next few moments add value to your life and to your leadership. Stay tuned. we are honest with ourselves, we must admit there is some truth to the concept of fate. We are prone to repeat the same decisions and methods of dealing with problems. There's a pattern to our life, particularly visible in our mistakes and our failures. But there's a different way of looking at this concept. It it, it is not spirits or gods that control us, but rather our character, right? Now, this will be tough. I come from a faith background. I would consider myself a faith leader. And a lot of times we like to blame certain aspects, the good aspects about ourselves. We say, well, our higher power made that and the negative aspects, we blame it on the devil, right? So so we say God is responsible for all the good aspects. The devil's responsible for the negative aspects. What this is saying is sometimes it's not spirits or gods, but it's rather it's your character. Okay. That's deep. And what we talked about this last couple of uh, days on the podcast, this past week on the podcast, especially in the last episode, we, we talked about this idea uh, that character, what is character? It's the daily habits, right? It's what you do on a daily basis. This is how you get to know a person's character over a long period of time. What is it that they're doing on a daily basis? Okay. So if we're honest with ourselves, we must admit there's some truth to this idea of fate, right? There's a pattern. Um, It's not spirit or gods that controls, but rather our character. The etymology of the word character from the ancient Greek refers to an engraving or stamping instrument. Character then is something that is so deeply ingrained or stamped within us that it compels us to act in certain ways beyond our awareness and control. We can conceive of this character as having three essential components, each layered on top of the other, giving this character depth. Okay. Now, it says three components here, three essential components, but there's actually five layers of character. If you read the entire chapter, and again, we're in this book called The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene, highly recommend that you get this book. A phenomenal book has really, um, uh, it's really been a drastic Uh, It's made some incredibly positive changes for me, and I'll probably talk about this later on uh, in the next two to three weeks uh, here here, here in the podcast, but this book has been life-changing for me. But right now, we're talking about this idea of character. And again, it's easy to give easy answers. And this is what frustrates me about a lot of the, a lot of the literature out there, you know, out there. Character, a lot of times, is defined as something ethereal or it's just, you know, it's values and integrity. And well, 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 what is all of this? The great thing about this book is it really dives into what is character? What are values? What are principles? Uh, and I think that's important. And again, at its most basic form, character is It's the habits that we do on a daily basis. This is what our character is. Okay, so let's look at the five layers of character and we'll kind of dive in and we'll just kind of walk through these. The earliest and deeper and, and deepest layer comes from genetics. 
okay, from the particular way our brains are wired, which predisposes us towards certain moods and preferences. So we got to understand one layer of our character, okay, it really comes from our genetics. It comes from our parents. It comes from uh, our, our backgrounds, right? There's an element to uh, how people are wired. There's an element to our character that you have nothing, uh, that you may not have control over. Uh, in the church world, again, I'm a faith leader. Um, and so one of the things that you'll hear sometimes in, in the church world are what they call generational sins, right? And it's so negative. I, you know, I, I wish we could also say, generational, uh, maybe we could say generational character. That might be the better way to put it. Generational character. I'm going to write that down because that's really, really good. And that's something I probably need to write about. Because a lot of times, again, in the faith where we talk about generational sins, the sins of the father are, uh, you know, displayed or, or, or then become the sins of the son, right? The sins of the father are the sins of the son. We like to say that. But how do we make that positive? Well, generational character, because what about the generational, uh, you know, the, the successes of the father, right? Can they become the successes of the son? Of course they can. And we see this all the time. You see great fathers beget great sons, beget great sons, beget and, and daughters, right? Great mothers, great fathers beget great sons and daughters and beget more sons and daughters. And so success. So this idea of generational thinking, right? And I'm, I'm very big on that, uh, means that you can have generational character. Okay. So uh, again, our brains are wired. And for whatever reason, who, who knows what it may be? Maybe you had a great, uh, you know, a great grandfather, great, 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 great grandfather who was a drunk. And somehow that character and maybe something in their brain got wired, you know, and it comes all the way down to you. Right. And, and this is where we talk about this idea of breaking generational curses. Right. Uh, because I, I do believe that this happens. I had a great conversation with a friend uh, just a few weeks ago, and she was telling me about one of her children. This is actually just about a week and a half ago. And she was telling me about one of her children, and she began to see some things that she saw in her ex-husband. She began to see some of these traits in her son. And and the, the trait was a person who quits, right? Who kind of quits and starts and quits and starts and, and quits and starts. And she saw some of those, and it made her scared for her own son. Now, I think her son has gotten on his mark, and he's on his way. But she said, I wanted to make sure that I made him aware of this, that I'm seeing this, that this is something that's out there, because if he's not aware of it, he could begin to repeat patterns that his father did. This is what we call generational curses. So an element of our character, we have to understand this, that one of the layers of our character is genetic. It's just there. Okay. And if there's an element of our character that's there and it's not great, and the consequences of that part of our character aren't great, we have to do a great job. We have to do an incredible job, right? We have to do a good job, whatever it is. We have to do the job of making sure that we are uh, getting the help we need, whether it's coaching or counseling, therapy, whatever it is to help overcome those generational character issues. Okay. So again, I, I like this new saying that I've, and maybe someone else has, has come up with it, but instead of generational sins or generational uh, successes, we'll just say generational character. Okay. So the second layer, okay. So that's the first layer of character. It's kind of a generational character. The second layer, uh, which forms above this, right? So the foundational is just that it's that it's just, you're born with it, right? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> I 
don't know why I just said that. Uh, the, the second layer, which forms above this, comes from our earliest years and from the particular type of attachments we form with our mother and caregivers. So this is really important, okay? So some of it's generational, it's genetics. It's just in you. But then you got to understand what was your relationship with your mom like? What was your relationship with your dad like? And if you didn't have such a great relationship with either one of them, more than likely that's going to be borne out in your character. Okay. And if we're not careful, that, that definitely begins to repeat itself because uh, people who didn't have great relationship with their parents typically don't have great relationship with their kids. And then it just, it's a, just a cycle that continues. And this is not a therapy session right here for me. So I'm not going to go into all that, but I will tell you, I understand this on a very personal level. I get this, I understand this, and this is why I've made decisions in my life that I'm going to do whatever I can to overcome this and to get better at this because I do see this in my own life. I've seen the consequences and not great consequences of this in my own life, right? Not necessarily having a strong tie with your parental uh, caregivers uh, can lead to character issues down the road. So that's the second layer, right? So you got to ask yourself the question, what was my relationship like with my parents? Did I have a great relationship with my father? Um, That's going to play a great deal. And I think for men and women, a lot of times we think about the mother, but I'll tell you what, the relationship with the father is just as important, right? Every kid needs their father, right? And the older I've gotten, the more I've come to understand that. And if we don't get it, uh, we're going to make choices later on in life um, that we're going to come to regret as well. So that's the second layer, okay? The third layer of character will form from our habits and experiences as we get older, And then it says this, based on the first two layers, we will tend to rely on certain strategies for dealing with stress, looking for pleasure, or handling people, okay? So again, those first two forms, uh, those first two layers of character are so incredibly important, but they're all, I mean, if you understand this, these are out of your control. This is why we have these ideas, you know, this idea of generational character and generational curses. Why? Because if the first layer of your character is genetic, it's just there, it's born, you have no control over that. If the second layer has to do with your relationship with your primary caregivers, you know, back in the very early stages of your life, you don't have any control over that either, right? Right? You have no control if you were given great parents or not so great parents, you don't have control of that. So this, this third one, we actually have a little bit of control over, it's our habits and experiences, but most of that is based on those first two layers. That's why the first two layers are so important for us as people. And that's why I think those of us who are parents, we have to make sure that those foundational layers for our children are so strong. Okay. Now I'm not one to preach on this at all. Okay. I'm not one to, I'm not a parenting expert at all in the least, but here's one thing I do know. And especially with my six-year-old, really trying to make sure that this is a big part of her life is understanding that those foundational layers for her, they've got to be there, okay? Or this third layer is not going to be great either. Her habits and her experiences are going to be formed based on that, those two foundational ones. And, and then it goes on to say that there's a fourth layer as well. It is often developed in late childhood and adolescence as people become aware of their character flaws. I've been there. You've been there. They do what they can to cover them up. And if they sense that deep inside they're an, uh, they are an anxious, timid type of person, they come to realize that this is not socially acceptable. 
They learn to disguise it with the front. So this is the persona, right? And we talked about this in one of the uh, past episodes that we all come to the table with a persona. We all have a mask that, that we put on. And it's important for us as people, as leaders, as people trying to move through life to understand that people have that persona. When people come to us, you're not seeing the true person, right? Because the true person is all the way down here at the very bottom you know, layer. And if that bottom layer is not great, they're going to put a mask on and cover up every aspect about that, okay? So again, this is a part of your character. This is a part of who you are. It's the, it's the persona you put on. So you've got at the foundational level, the genetics, what you're born with. On top of that, you've got the earliest years and that, that attachment you had with your primary caregivers, your mom or your dad, or whoever it was. Uh, if you had a missing parent, right? If you had a parent that maybe was there, but really wasn't there. Uh, that's going to affect elements of your character. Above that layer, then you can have your habits and experiences. But unfortunately, your coping mechanisms um, and the strategies you come up with to deal with life are based on these first two foundational levers, you know, layers. And, and then you come up and then you have got, you've got the persona. This is what you put on. This is what you want people to see, right? You disguise whatever it is going on underneath with this front, Okay, and and you might try to appear outgoing or carefree or uh, you, you know whatever it is to mask what's going on underneath. Okay, and then it says finally, finally we can develop conflicting character traits, perhaps stemming from a difference between our genetic predisposition, you know, predispositions, and our earliest influences, or from parents who stamp in us different values. We might feel both idealistic and materialistic. The two parts fighting within us. The law remains the same. The conflicted character, which is developed in the earliest years, will merely will, will merely reveal a different kind of pattern, which uh, with decisions that tend to reflect a person's ambivalence or swing back and forth. Okay, so well, this is what's saying that outside of the mask, right? Outside of the mask, at times we will struggle with having conflicting character traits. And this is why I say we can't judge people based on one thing that we say or one interaction, because that might be the, you know, that might be the moment where they've got this, you know, they're feeling more idealistic. Then the next day you see them and they're feeling more materialistic. And the next day they're idealistic. And the next day they're materialistic. What is this? It's the personality. You know, it, it's the conflicting styles of personality. Look, we are emotional beings and emotions uh, can get in the way and can make us a little bit crazy. That, that's just a fact of life. That's just, that, that, that's just the way it works, right? These are all elements of a person's character. So the positive of this is that, again, at that third layer, once we get to the third layer, we can make changes. We, if we don't like our character, we don't like the habits we have, we can make changes. The negative aspect, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, and we'll probably talk about it again uh, as, as we get into next week. The negative aspects are the fact that making change is really, really, really hard because those first two layers of our character are genetic and they're based on our, uh, now I'm saying if you have a negative character, let's say you have great genetics, you have a great relationship with your caregivers, right? You're, you're, you're already set up for really great success. Now, that doesn't always happen. We've seen it happen where there are people that, you know, go through some hard times and they have, um, you know, the, uh, they go through some hard times and they've had great relationship with their parents, but more than likely, there's probably something you know genetic that's off, or you know, some you know something. I'm not the psychologist who can talk about that, but what I can say is again, this idea of, ge of generational character. 
who you will become a lot of time has to do with the history, the long history that comes before you. That's why it's important for us to know who comes before us, parents, grandparents, great grandparents, to learn their stories. Because then we either know that we need to keep that cycle going or there's a cycle that we need to break so we can become better and stronger people. That's all I got for us today uh, and this week. I hope this has been a positive week for you. Again, we've talked a lot about character. We're going to dive back in next week and continue our journey through this idea of character. And I think one of the things we're going to look at is what are practical signs, excuse me there, what are practical signs of a person's character? And what can you, uh, what, what can you, uh, what are actual traits that you can be looking for so that you can tell a person's character? I think you'll really enjoy that episode. I'll see you next week uh, on JC Talks, a leadership podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to my podcast, JC Talks, a leadership podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get your podcast and be the first to get new episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.